Hello everyone, my name is Rebecca Bickham, editor of NACE International's Materials Performance Magazine. Joining me on today's podcast is NACE member Dr. Homero Castaneda-Lopez, who is an associate professor in the Materials and Science and Engineering Department at Texas A&M University and the director of A&M's National Corrosion and Materials Lab. I asked Homero to join me today to provide us with some additional details about the Corrosion Lab. So, hi Homero, how are you doing today? Thank you very much and thanks for the invitation and having this opportunity. I'm so glad to have you. Um, I had the opportunity to tour the Corrosion Lab back in 2019 um, while at A&M for a conference and I found it very impressive so I'm excited to have you here to give us a bit more information about it. The first thing I'd like to ask you um, is to introduce yourself to our listeners and give us a summary of your background as it really relates to corrosion. Sure. I'll be glad. And again, thanks for the invitation. So, uh, well, in terms of corrosion, I think I've been having uh, this uh, nice and wonderful uh, career. Uh, it started in, uh, like 19 years ago. Uh, so I did my PhD in uh, material science and engineer from Penn State University in a very uh, top-notch group uh, leading by professors McDonald. So from there I went to uh, industry. I started in Siemens and I, I worked as a, a scientist in corrosion and electrochemistry. From there I've been in many places which is uh, very illustrative and also very um, challenging to uh, work in different environments, different countries. So from Siemens, I went to uh, Mexico City and I led the uh, pipelines and materials group, which uh, gave me the opportunity to interact with oil and gas industry and corrosion related problems. So I was working for the Mexican Institute of Petroleum. And from there, I went to Battelle Memorial Institute, going back to US in Columbus, Ohio, so I was in the pipeline and materials group, and I just uh, spent years uh, solving and also doing basic research and doing applied research there. And from there, I, uh, I joined academia, which uh, was a very big step for me because I realized how uh, interesting and how things you can do in academia. And I think that's part of my, uh, let's say, uniqueness because I would like to talk both languages, academia and industry. So in, a, in the academia world, which I started in uh, at the University of Akron, and you know that this is the first uh, uh, degree in corrosion. So I was the first professor to be hired in Akron back in 2010. So I spent five years there, and then I joined Texas A&M from there. So I've been in several, uh, let's say, sectors uh, from industry to national lab uh, environment and academia. So uh, that's my background in terms of corrosion related uh, aspects. Thank you, Homero. So A&M's National Corrosion and Materials Laboratory, or NCMRL for short, is a leader in research and technology efforts for materials degradation and reliability. Can you give us an idea about what sort of projects you participate in? Yes, uh, definitely. We have a portfolio of projects and we always try to uh, evolve in a way that is helpful for uh, not only uh, individuals, industry, 
but also uh, the local, uh, national, and international economy. So we we uh, divide the lab in several ways in terms of projects, uh, from basic research, applied research, tech transfer, and also consortia. So the basic research are projects like our fundamental. We always uh, search for the why, how, and explaining the mechanisms of corrosion, degradation in certain environments. As, as you mentioned, we have a lab that we have very good capabilities that we can simulate, and we can control different parameters to understand what is happening in certain materials, or if the environment, how it's going to affect that material. So that's very basic and fundamental aspect. So from there, we have certain, let's say, products, deliverables, that we uh, have in the lab. Then the applied research. The applied research is more towards industry. Industry, and also uh, we have also uh, for government, that we focus or we target a specific problem, and we help to develop a tool, procedure, method, that allows us to understand and apply the understanding in the lab in the field or in a macro scale. So that's another uh, uh, cluster or areas that we have right now. And uh, the, the next one is tech transfer. The tech transfer is something that is very unique from, uh, from our standpoint, because what we end up having in the lab, we can uh, put it in the field. For example, if we have a measurement or if we have a setup that is, was uh, designed and do perform in the lab, we are able to make that transition to the field or the lab that we are collaborating with. So, and we under, make understand, or we just help to understand, sorry, the implications of having uh, maybe a new uh, methodology, a new equipment, a new analysis to that lab. And I think that the final uh, aspect or uh, cluster or area is the consortia. So everything that I uh, mentioned is comprising this. Let's call it, this is a hybrid way of doing projects. So we do basic, applied, tech transfer, and consortia. So, which means comprise everything in a package, which makes the industry uh, going towards this, I think, this concept. That is very old concept. I think there are many institutions, many uh, labs that are doing this. But again, our, I think our forte in these uh, aspects that I mentioned in terms of research is a tech transfer. Some of the uh, sponsors which we are very happy to work with are, for example, Department of uh, Transportation, Department of Defense, in terms of uh, government agencies, in terms of companies uh, that I mentioned, the apply or take transfer could be uh, ConEd, that's a utility uh, uh, company in uh, the headquarters are in New York uh, City, also with Hyundai, the automotive industry, uh, also the uh, consortia is with the big four or the big oil and gas companies, uh, which uh, are Shell, uh, BP, uh, ConocoPhillips and uh, Chevron. So we have different uh, sectors uh, going uh, into our lab and uh, having this uh, value for them. So these are the projects that we are doing right now, and we've been doing in since the starting of the uh, of the center, or sorry, the lab, which was in 2015.
full operation in 2015. Great. Thank you. That was a wonderful explanation. Next, what would you say is the mission or the vision of NCMRL? I see. Uh, well, this is a very interesting question because I can, please, I can define uh, the, the, the laugh. Um, and then uh, I will elaborate in the, in the mission and, and vision. So the National Corrosion and Materials Reliability Lab, or the acronym is NCMRL, we are in the, uh, in the concept of leading research and technology efforts for materials degradation and reliability. And you know that corrosion is considered the one trillion problem one trillion dollar problem. So this by definition, a natural process and becomes a strategic area for us, that is corrosion. So we have strategic areas to mitigate and control actions and having solutions. So the definition or the concept of NCMRL focus on research, development in corrosion science and engineering by providing material selection mitigation strategies, and lifetime prediction tools through research, education, training, and testing of materials. And we're looking always to capture the academic expertise, strengths, leadership in corrosion, attract not only in terms of uh, students, but also in terms of collaborations. So we are always pursued or we are always looking to interact with other centers, other labs, and attract the best students because for us, that's the best asset. It doesn't matter how good the facilities you have, how expensive, how detailed, how uh, important the facilities and the whole the concept of the lab is, but without the students and without uh, that human uh, factor, we don't, uh, we don't think that could be a successful uh, uh, lab. So, uh, in short, I think that the definition of the NCMRL is uh, to be uh, or to become a world-class corrosion education and research, bridging the gap between fundamental research and technology, and giving unique solution, uh, solutions and high value to the energy and different sectors in industry. So that's what I can say about the um, the definition of the National Corrosion and Material Reliability Lab. For now, our mission, we, the, the, the mission is be an international recognized center of excellence in corrosion science and materials reliability. Also, also foster innovation, collaborative research, education, and training in corrosion science and materials reliability. They develop the next generation of leaders in corrosion science and technology, provide industries and government agencies with answers to their corrosion needs that optimize asset life, production efficiency, and the most, if not the most critical thing, that is worker safety. Because corrosion is about uh, uh, all the aspects that I mentioned, but safety is one concern that we are always targeting in our projects, in our mentality, in our vision. Also provide a forum, of course, for the dissemination of state-of-the-art knowledge in corrosion and corrosion mitigation to individuals, industries, uh, agencies, uh, uh, government uh, entities, 
in not only the local area, like, tech, uh, like our city, but also Texas, like our, our state, uh, US, our country, and abroad, which is the international community. So to summarize, the mission will be accomplished by maintaining the highest quality research and facilities, which we are doing every time that we see something that is needed and it has a, a good opportunity to uh, strengthen our values and our mission, then we go and uh, uh, do that investment in terms of time, effort, and of course, uh, uh, financially. So these uh, the sectors that we want to comprise in corrosion, and that's why I think it's the National Lab name, which I think is, uh, sometimes I hear it is very, um, is very, um, like uh, ambitious, uh, but we don't call it ambitious. We call it a positive way and positive perspective of searching for the most areas that we can uh, cover, all right? So the sectors are uh, a lot, uh, energy, gas, uh, sorry, energy, uh, transportation, uh, aviation, uh, uh, infrastructure, uh, all kinds of sectors, that's what we are looking for, because we are a very dynamic uh, lab and a very dynamic uh, uh, minds that we have in this lab, so we are looking for uh, that uh, mission and uh, vision as well. Thank you for that explanation. That was really great. Um, one of the things you mentioned that really stood out to me was um, how much you value um, the students in your program and that you say the students are the best asset, I think that's really wonderful. Um, the next question I'd like to ask you is, what sort of challenges have you all faced at the NCMRL? And then I'd also like you to give us a look at some of your greatest successes. Well, challenges are, uh, because it's the same as corrosion. Corrosion is a natural uh, process that uh, uh, you cannot, uh, let's say, avoid, escape, but you need to embrace that concept. It, natural, uh, natural things, you have to understand them, you have to live with them, and you have to be positive. So challenge is the same as corrosion. We have every day uh, or every short term uh, things to answer. The challenges are to uh, answer, to respond to different uh, problems that we face with the industry, with government. And you know, there are circumstances that we don't foresee, but we need to uh, see if we can help, we can interact, and we can uh, be creative to have an answer. So the challenge is that corrosion itself is a challenge, again, natural process that instead of uh, seen as a problem, you need to embrace it, to, to see it as your, your, uh, your way of thinking. So. That's the, the biggest challenge, to think and to have a solution and to be creative, to have solutions for corrosion. So, so challenges we have uh, every day, we have uh, every time that we see a problem, every time that we face a sponsor, every time that we uh, interact with uh, the, net, the nature. Uh, uh, so that's the challenges. So everything is a challenge, but every challenge for us we, we embrace it, and I think that's the mentality that we would like to put uh, in our students, in our uh, human assets. So 
successful stories are many. So I remember uh, one of the um, companies, they, uh, we just sent a proposal and then the proposal was selected. And uh, it was a problem that has been for, let's say, 10 years or more at that time. So we end up having a solution. But that solution was in two ways. So one way that I remember that I um, create or I had, and the other solution was a student. So we have two solutions, one from me, one from the student. So individually, that's what we did. But as a team, we collect both, uh, both uh, ideas or concepts in one. So the application was very interesting. And a, a success was not only solving or giving a direction to solve that problem, but a success is the trust that the company from being of, uh, not skeptical, that's not, I think, uh, a word to use, but the precaution of what, because this is a problem for many years, and uh, to, to uh, person, and of course a team, let's say a team, we ha they have a solution. So after 15 years, it was difficult to, to uh, release either the news or the, uh, the whatever we did in the lab, release it in, in, the, in the field. So that's a, a success for me. It's not only getting a project, it's not only giving a good deliverable or a deliverable that they expect or maybe an added value, it's the trust, the real trust that you, uh, that you have in several applications or in several points from basic research, from applied research, and from the tech transfer point of view. So I think that this success was not only, of course, uh, uh, technical, but also I'll say uh, in terms of human relationships, because that uh, st story that I mentioned, or that successful story, is that that student, uh, which I re remember that at the beginning he didn't have any advisor. He was looking for an advisor. And uh, he ended up uh, having an advisor that li would like to not only do in basic research, but apply research and having a, 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 a real problem. So he joined that, uh, he joined the national lab, the corrosion uh, lab, and then we developed this concept. And as mentioned, he followed what we proposed at the beginning, but he had his own idea. So we end up having the two ideas implemented in the field. Of course, his idea was more uh, cost-effective, more technical uh, robust. So he ended up having not only his thesis, his uh, graduate studies, also learning, but also he set up a company. So now the, uh, uh, our sponsor now is one of his, uh, uh, let's say, sponsors, or uh, he provides service to, to them. And we have kind of these stories, the stories that makes me uh, not only happy, but very, uh, very successful for, for, for the things that I think that uh, we give to, to society, to uh, the corruption community, and uh, uh, in general to, uh, to uh, everyone that uh, is in the corruption field. With over 37,000 readers, Materials Performance is the world's largest circulation magazine dedicated exclusively to corrosion prevention and control. Published monthly by NACE International, Materials Performance covers the latest technologies, techniques, and methods of corrosion control used in industries and infrastructure worldwide. 
Sign up for your subscription today at materialsperformance.com slash subscribe. And Homero, what would you say are some unique aspects about the NCMRL? Oh, that's, uh, I, I like that uh, question because you always want to say that you are unique in, in many ways, but I see we are unique or trying to be unique uh, because this is our, again, uh, mentality, our concept is bridge the gap between science and technology. And I think that I mentioned in our vision, and I mentioned, I think, in, implicitly in uh, several, several uh, other things that I already talked about. But bridge, bridging the gap between science and technology is a step that is difficult to take due to the concept, objective, scope, and each party. What I mean is that each party is like industry and academia, for example. That's a real gap. And not a, a bad gap, but a gap that can be bridged and can be a very good uh, uh, way. So, for example, uh, the academic people, they would like to understand, going to the details. Let's see why happens uh, the degradation in a certain environment, what materials, what new materials we can study, characterize, quantify. And we just, uh, the final product will be a paper the final product will be a conference lecture or uh, proceedings, something that has value for academic people. And I, I embrace that because I'm in that world too. So, but I also was in the other world, which is industry. Industry is also very focused, very uh, into the solving daily solution, the daily problems, sorry, solving daily problems that they are facing during operation conditions. So they want answers even before the question. So. I always uh, hear this uh, statement from industry, we want this yesterday. And they are right, because they are into the mode of every day is a continuous process. So time-wise and concept-wise, it's very difficult to bridge this gap or this set of knowledge that everybody should appreciate. So I think that the, the lab is uh, combining these two, just to, I call it these two entities, and bridge the gap. For example, since I understand industry in a way that, oh, we need this by yesterday, we need it very cost effective. What is the solution that you can give us? So what, we, need, we need a solution, again, fast. But the academic world is like, uh, well, we take our time to understand and go in the direction that uh, we think that is the best and is more robust in terms of fundamentals. We don't want to go outside of the, uh, certain things. So having that uh, interaction and having that already in several projects, which I think that I mentioned, like a tech transfer or applied research or basic research, is been very successful for us. And I think that's our forte or our uniqueness, that we bring every fundamental thing to try to challenge ourselves and to give solutions to industry. And at the same time, industry should have the trust that I mentioned. The trust is not only the trust that I'm, uh, I trust you because you are this name or because I hear that you are very famous. And there are people that way and they are famous. But the trust is what we are looking for. I'm talking about the uniqueness. And our uniqueness is we are looking for the trust of both parties. So I think that's what I can describe uh, this question. 
It certainly does seem helpful that you're able to see things from both like the industry and the academia perspective. Um, my final question for you is, I know you and your staff have set some goals for the NCMRL, the National Corrosion and Materials Reliability Lab. What are your short, medium, and long-term long targets? All right. Uh, well, I, I, I'm going to be short in this one. <laughs> the short-term goals, I think, is to continue with our mission in educating, training, and doing research and development to give value to the corrosion community by responding to local, state, country, international uh, uh, entities that approach to the to the lab. So that's a, a real short-term uh, goal. And the circumstances right now that we have, uh, it's uh, a good strategy in terms of short-term uh, uh, answers. So medium-term is to create areas related directly and indirectly to corrosion science and engineering. Because we want to give value, and the value in the short term might not be the same as in the medium term. So we are querying areas. Again, we, we put the name national corrosion because we would like to uh, see we're able to go to different sectors, new sectors that are becoming now more important. It doesn't mean that they didn't exist, but they are, but they are more important now. Uh, alternative energies, for example, they, uh, they are very important now. Um, why? Because of the circumstances and the nature and everything that we are facing. So that's, uh, that's a medium term, create areas that are new to the lab, not new to the, uh, uh, the world, but respond to that, uh, to that uh, area. So, how we do that? By investing in new facilities. We always invest in new facilities and we don't bring very high expensive equipment because sometimes uh, very uh, detailed equipment might not help you in the medium uh, term or in the long term because that equipment, and you know, technology is moving as fast as you hear that is happening. So we do things very uh, in-house. So we invest in new facilities in terms of building our own uh, uh, equipment. Uh, we uh, follow our concept and we build based on that uh, need. So also forming strategic alliances with, uh, uh, with centers of labs that they have the same core values as us. We cannot form an alliance that only does uh, basic research, basic research, because maybe we are not we are not going to have a, a good point of uh, uh, of collaboration. But we are open, of course, to see if uh, we can uh, have that alliance with uh, uh, with other institutions. But that's uh, something critical for the medium term uh, goal. And the long term, as everybody is, I think, uh, uh, looking for, is be sustainable in terms of uh, state-of-the-art knowledge in corrosion, and finding new ways to interact with the industry, uh, giving value uh, to the academic world, to the industrial world, and both worlds, which would be, uh, should be uh, uh, not one, but together. So again, be sustainable, and uh, have, have the highest level in terms of uh, all the core values and the vision that I already described. 
Well, Homero, thank you so much for joining me. I learned a lot from our discussion, and I'm sure our listeners did as well. All right. Uh, thank you very much, and I hope that uh, you can visit us if you have any questions, concerns, uh, comments uh, about corrosion. We would love to, to have uh, new uh, interactions, uh, new collaborations, new perspectives. So, uh, and we know that we live in the uh, in the world that communication is uh, is the main thing uh, uh, in in the new generations. So, we have our web page, and uh, the web page is I think is uh, simple to say, difficult to find. <laughs> Why? Because if you Google, well, everything is Google. Sorry to use Google. I'm not trying to commercialize Google, but uh, I use Google. But if you go to Google and uh, put these uh, keywords, which is the uh, CIR, which is um, uh, our affiliation, CIR stands for Center of Infrastructure Renewal, CIR. Also put the word RELIS. RELIS is a new campus that A&M is uh, creating, a state-of-the-art campus for engineering and industry and uh, uh, government entities. So RELIS, R-E-L-L-I-S. And the last word will be corrosion. So we are located in CIR building, RELIS campus, and we are the corrosion lab. If you Google that, then you find that our webpage. And uh, of course, my email, it's uh, uh, H-C-A-S-T-A-N-E-D-A at tamu.edu. And of course, if you go my name, so all over the place, the, the email. Uh, thank you very much for, uh, for the opportunity again, and thank very much for the listeners. And we are very open to uh, continue to do uh, corrosion in every single way. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you for sharing um, your contact information and your website. Um, I know you mentioned that there are videos up on the website and a 3D tour, so I encourage our listeners to check it out. It sounds like it's a wealth of information. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that, but because of the circumstances you, uh, I mentioned before, the short-term challenge was to uh, show uh, our new sponsors or people who are interested in corrosion, we need to be... Uh, creative, so we created 3D tour, so you can go uh, into the web page, and then you see the tour, and then if you go and step in one of the labs, then it has the 3D view, and uh, a little explanation of what the labs are for, and uh, the uniqueness, again, of the facilities that we have. Great. Thank you, Dr. Homero Castaneda-Lopez, for taking the time to join us today. Again, my name is Rebecca Bickham, editor of Materials Performance Magazine. Thank you so much for listening.